Hello, and welcome to The Scriptures Are Real. This is the podcast where we talk about elements of the scriptures that have helped them become real to us, because we believe we need the power that comes when they do become real to us. I'm your host, Kerry Mielstein, and this is a short cast. I haven't done one for a while, but I, I want to do a little short cast uh, on one particular element of the epistles of John. There are so many things in uh, the epistles of John that I love, especially his, his teachings about love, and we talked about them uh, not super extensively, but quite a bit with uh, Dr. Nick Frederick in the first episode for this week. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to touch on another element that we didn't really talk about, even though I hope that you will spend some real time going through those teachings. But before we do that, let me just say something that I don't think I say often enough, which is I hope that you will uh, make these podcasts and anything else you listen to uh, be things that help you get into the scriptures rather than be a replacement for the scriptures. Uh, I, I almost don't want to do a podcast because I'm horrified by the thought that someone might listen to these and say, that's all I have time for this week, and I'm not going to actually do the reading in the scriptures. That would be a disservice and, and uh, make me a villain I don't want to be. Uh, and so I hope that this propels you into the scriptures and that you say, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to get into that a little bit more. So with the teachings of John, I'm just going to plead with you go through and and chart out in some way what you think John is teaching about love. I think you can go through and say, he's teaching this about loving God, about God's love for us, about us loving each other and how they interact with each other. I would uh, plead with you to really get into what he teaches about that and into what he teaches about um, if we have, uh, say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Uh, but if we confess our sins, then, then uh, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. Those are things that are worth your spending some time on your own. I'm also just going to remind you that uh, right now we have the sale going on where you can get 25% off uh, my books with Covenant Communications. If you go to seagullbook.com and type in the code carry 25 that's K-E-R-R-Y 25, you'll get 25% off. And this, uh, you can get the Isaiah book for 25% off, and that will help you um, with your Book of Mormon study. I, I really believe that will be a big help in your Book of Mormon study. Uh, and I, I'm working on some other things that I think will help you with your Isaiah Book of Mormon study. I'm, I'm trying to put together some big vision things. I hope we can get it put together quickly. Uh, got some really big visions and plans that I, I, we want to make more resources available to you. Um, we're also having workshops. I'll remind you of that, uh, that we have some uh, workshops that uh, you can do to get ready for studying the Book of Mormon. So this will be uh, December uh, 7th in the evening. So Thursday evening, Friday day, and Saturday day, half a day on Saturday, we're going to do some workshops um, on maybe three quarters of a day. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, on the Book of Mormon, we're going to talk about topics like the doctrine of Christ. I think most people miss uh, a significant portion of what the doctrine of Christ is. They just don't uh, notice some of the clues in the text that are there. Uh, we're going to talk about covenant in the Book of Mormon uh, and a whole host of other things I've written out uh, or, or listed several lectures that I want to get into, but they won't be just lectures. They'll be exploring things together, a chance to interact and, and really dive into things together. I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, you can register for that by emailing the scriptures are real, all one word, the scriptures are real at gmail.com. Uh, the cost for this is uh, $365, so it's $365. Uh, that will include uh, lunch and um, on Friday and uh, access to all the things that we're doing. Uh, it's going to be in uh, somewhere in Utah Valley. 
depending upon how many people we get, will de determine the venue. Then the next week, the December 15th and 16th, we're doing uh, an Egyptology workshop where we'll talk about all sorts of elements of LDS or Egyptian temples that help us understand our temple and, and things like that. We'll also talk about, uh, I'll show you some really cool and really recent things with my excavation of a pyramid and with uh, excavations about uh, Christian burials in Egypt. And uh, we're going to go to see uh, some uh, some of our actual artifacts in the labs at BYU. So that will be for $295 uh, on the 15th and 16th. And this money will go towards uh, keeping the scriptures are real going. This is the scriptures are real um, uh, pod or uh, workshops. And uh, we just uh, are, are needing to keep a, a little bit more money uh, coming in to to keep making this happen. I don't make money off of this at all. There's no personal um, no personal profit for me at all. Zero uh, in this. I've never gotten any money for me personally off of this. Uh, we just pour it back into the the podcast uh, to uh, make it keep going. So we hope you'll join us for those things. Now on to the short cast here. I want to focus on some fun teachings at the beginning of chapter three. So we're in first John chapter three and uh, with, uh, we're going to start in verse one, behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us. Now, remember elsewhere, he's saying that the way that the, the uh, father bestows this love is uh, by sending his son. We get that in John three sixteen. We get it in, in chapter four, verse nine, which we highlighted in the earlier uh, episode the the manifested love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. That's very similar to what He's going to write in John chapter three. Uh, that's very important. So we have to keep that in mind as we're doing uh, chapter three. That the way, the primary way, the love of God, or at least the the single most significant way, the love of God is manifested, is that He sends His Son to save us and redeem us. All right. But with that in mind, let's read verse one again of chapter three. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons or the children of God. And I mentioned that I think this is a better way of translating this, the children of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Be beloved, now we are the children of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. And I'm going to jump down and also uh, look at chapter four, verse seven. And then we're going to consider these things where he says, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love. So there, those ideas all tie together. This idea of God's love and sending Christ and becoming the children of God and, and that being different than the world. So I think sometimes we underestimate the significance and the power of the idea of being born again. Uh, and we use often the phrase adopted. In fact, you heard uh, Dr. Uh, Frederick use that phrase. And, and uh, you've heard me recently talk about this with uh, Dr. Jennifer Lane. Um, and I'm not opposed to that language. Paul uses the language of being adopted. But I, I think that um, and there's nothing wrong with adoption, by the way. But I think that if we focus on that element, it helps. Uh, it doesn't help us understand the reality of the change. So I would put it this way. As we covenant with God, as we take upon us this 
these binding covenants that allow uh, where we allow God to change us. And I think that's part of what's at, at issue here. You've heard myself and President Nelson and others talk about um, the the fact that we have greater access to God's power and to Christ's atoning power and changing and transforming power when we uh, have covenants. That is absolutely true. And, and part of that is just because of the bind, uh, the bond that is forged between us. But part of that bond is because what we do is essentially we say we invite you in. Uh, God wants to change all of his children, but because of our agency, he will not and, and cannot force us to be changed. We can only be changed as we try to change ourselves, but the biggest change will be as we allow him to change us. But he can't change an, us unwillingly. It can only be the willing. Uh, our willingness to say change us. And so then for just for example, as we are um, baptized, uh, we uh, we have the world washed away from us symbolically, and then we allow the Holy Ghost to come into us. And the Holy Ghost is the being that can carry the atoning power of Christ's sacrifice into our bodies, into our souls, and change us. And we literally are different people after that. We are not the same person we were. If, if we're baptized with sincerity of heart and really allow that change, then the Holy Ghost changes us. We are less like the world. We are more like God. And this can happen to us again and again so that I can identify times in my life where I really struggled with the fact that I, I, I wanted this kind of carnal thing or that kind of worldly thing or whatever it is, the, the carnal, essential, the, the worldly, the devilish. These are the phrases that the, the scriptures give us uh, that I, I, I desired those things, but I resisted them. And then at some point, sometimes it was a slow transition and sometimes this was pretty quick where the spirit was with me and suddenly I no longer even desired that. I looked at it and I thought, what a weird thing to want. Why would I want that? There's nothing appealing about that to me anymore. Now, I can't say that it always stays that way. Every now and then the the, the uh, fallen nature in me arises again. And for a moment, I want it and I have to say, no, I remember I don't. And then I, I'm back to where I don't want it anymore. Uh, it's uh, like President uh, or President King Benjamin's uh, people said, we have no more desire to sin. In some things that I used to desire, I have no more desire. That is because Christ changed me. I am now born of him and of God and am a different being. I'm not the same person I was before. That person is dead and gone. I'm now a different person. Or it can be that uh, I've seen this with people where they struggle uh, with uh, forgiving someone who has done something terrible to them. And then the spirit changes them and they can forgive. And the, the person who couldn't forgive is dead and gone. And this new person can forgive. And that is uh, being born again. That is becoming a child of God in a different way so that this new being that we are is less like the world and less drawn to the world and more like God and more drawn to God. Um, and, and that's really powerful. And that's part of why, um, where we get here in chapter three, verse two, where he says, it doesn't yet appear what we shall be. We do not understand. And you'll, you might remember when I talked about this with Dr. Dan Belknap in the, the first, um, episode we did on Hebrews. Uh, and I think this is part of what uh, President Nelson is, is urging us to do when he says, think celestial. We aren't capable of seeing what kinds of beings we will be. We're just not capable of it because we will become godly kinds of beings. 
beings that are so glorious that we can't comprehend how glorious that is. The way uh, C.S. Lewis once put it is, uh, if we were to, to see the kinds of beings each other will be, and I think what we will be, we'd be tempted to worship that kind of being. We will be so glorious. Right now, it, that doesn't appear. We can't understand it. But we do know that when Christ comes again, we will be like him. We will be Christ-like. We will be God-like, for we shall see him as he is. In other words, we will have become so like him that we will, uh, and that will be a little bit through our effort and 99.9% .9 through his transforming power. Um, and I, by the way, I've seen that transforming power in people where uh, you'll say, wow, you do not even seem like you're the same person you used to be. Uh, Christ has changed you so much. But in any case, we will have the capacity for seeing him the way he is. He will see us the way we really are. We'll no longer look at our our fallen natures or our shortcomings, this kind of thing. We'll see both our potential and and what we are and what we have become. And we become Christ-like or God-like. And we'll recognize that in each other. Uh, this is part of why the celestial kingdom is going to be so wonderful. It's not going to be that like, oh, I hate, don't want to be in the celestial kingdom with that person. If you're there and, and that person is there, you are both so godly that you'll love each other. Right? We will have left behind these these fallen uh, natures and fallen aspects of us and we will have become something very very different um and that is what it means to be a child of god and john uses this language all the time that he doesn't talks about you know we talk about everyone being a child of god and that's true but there's a different way you become a son or a daughter of god we're all that in one way but we have to become that in a different way through covenant and christ we become new beings who are so much more godly. And you, you can feel it when you're around people like that. They're full of light and you can feel it and it changes you. And hopefully we have that uh, with ourselves so that we just, you feel that deliciousness. You feel that uh, wonderfulness. Uh, I was uh, attended just uh, two nights ago, uh, uh, training uh, by the Utah Area Presidency and it was just a fire hose. It was less than an hour, and it was Elder Christofferson and the area presidency, and they all just got up and said something, and it wasn't, none of them spoke long, but they spoke quickly and powerfully. No mincing of words, no prepping you like, okay, here's a nice story or anything. It was all just boom, 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 powerful stuff. Uh, and as I was driving home, the very short drive from uh, the church to my house, I had to reflect on how happy I felt. And how good I felt because the spirit was with me. And when the spirit is with you, you just feel differently. And the day is coming where that will be our, our constant and consistent state. So I was more born again then. I was more a, a son of God at that point than I was before. And that's happened to me lots of times. Uh, as I am changed because of the love of the Father and the power of Jesus Christ and the covenants and the, the uh, bonds and the Spirit being with me. Uh, and one day, that will be our constant state, and it will be the constant state of all around us. And what a wonderful day that will be. And it's just such a wonderful teaching, John. Uh, I don't think probably there's anything that's new in there for you, but it's stuff that's worth thinking about. That's very, very real for me. Uh, and I hope it becomes that for you. Uh, and uh, that I mean, when we talk about the scriptures being real, there are a couple of things. We, we think of the context, right? Like uh, with Dr. Frederick, well, the, there were people 
who are believing this and teaching this. That's very real element of what was going on when the scriptures were written. But there's the real element of what happens when I read them today. And that's very real to me, this idea of being changed uh, through covenant and Christ. And I hope, uh, even though it may not be new information for you, that it's still inspiring and that it uh, helps us to reach out to God all the more, to feel after him and allow him to change us all the more. And I testify that he will do so in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We also have a couple of special things to ask of you or to, to inform you of and hopefully a way to be involved with you. Uh, we want to have an interaction with you. Doing this, doing gospel things with each other is is half the, the fun is to do it with each other. And so we'd love for you to email us at the scriptures are real at gmail.com. Uh, questions and comments, things you'd like to discuss. Uh, we're going to have an episode where we just answer questions. So uh, things you'd like to discuss, things you'd like to, to have us talk about, or any comments that you have, uh, we'd just love to hear from you. So email us at thescripturesareal at gmail.com. We'd also like to uh, invite you to consider this time of year, especially on, on what we call Giving Tuesday, but it really could happen at any time. Uh, to consider donating to the Scriptures Are Real podcast. Uh, this is something that we do out of great love, and we have uh, some people who have donated generously to help us be able to continue to do this. But as we're trying to to do more and to expand and and just keep going, we uh, it, it does cost money. And so uh, we are hoping you'd consider giving uh, for Giving Tuesday, giving something to the scriptures are real, whatever you think you could give, if it was $5 or $500 or $5,000, whatever you think you could give. Um, and we've worked with, uh, we have a partnership with uh, Spark. That's the Society for the Preservation of Ancient Religious Cultures. So it's Spark with a C. You've heard us do joint uh, podcasts or broadcasts with them before, and we'll do some more in the future. And so uh, we've done these these joint ones. And so uh, they're a 501c3 organization. Uh, so your donation could be tax deductible. Uh, so you can go to sparkproject.org. So that's remember spark with the C S P A R C sparkproject.org. And uh, you can uh, donate there. You can use, if I remember right, you can use Venmo or PayPal or other ways and just make a note that you'd like for that uh, donation to go to the scriptures are real and you can uh, help us continue to do what we're doing. So we'd take it, you know, any $5 donation is helpful uh, or whatever it is that you think you could afford to consider doing that for giving Tuesday. And it will be tax deductible for you uh, as we uh, continue this partnership with spark and that they help us with some of our uh, episodes. And so that, that will work out. Uh, so, we would love to hear from you uh, in your emails, and we would uh, love it if you considered us as part of your giving uh, at this time of year, especially on Giving Tuesday, but really any time would work. I'll also remind you of our episodes next week with Dr. Allred and, and Dr. Skinner as we start the book of Revelation. It's great stuff. You're going to love it. <laughs>